Hey everybody, I'm Kavana Black and I am on Hashtag Verse TV. All you have to do is comment, thumbs up, subscribe, tell us what you like about us. I'm super excited. Damn. Is this week 122? Death to mindless music. What's up, everybody? You are watching all the tea on Verse TV and I am your boy. Differently capable. This is week 122 of all the tea on Verse TV. And I'm here with my good friend, Kavana Black. How are you, Kavana? I am great. I am nervous. I am excited. But most importantly, I'm glad to be here. Yes. We are so happy of having you on our show today. Thank you for saying yes and being part of this magnificent show. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is an awesome opportunity. And then I get to do something with my community, which is my first time. So this is my first time ever doing an interview with my community. So that's going to be exciting in itself for me. All right. Well, Kavana, let's get all into all this tea. Well, let's get into Ready? it. Ready? Sip it. Let's sip on it. Yes. So for, um, for all our audience that might not know you whatsoever, but for those that do know you, Let's refresh your mind. Where are you from? And what do you love most about your origin story? What I love the most for me is originally, I would be saying I am from Jacksonville, Florida, but I was only there a day and then we went to Greece. So Greece, Athens, Greece is my home. I am a part of a military family, military brat. And so, you know, we were there for the first seven years of my life. And then I moved to England. I didn't come into the States until I was like 10. So being overseas and being abroad is kind of how I think my personality was shaped because I didn't get to see America in a sense. And so when I came over here, it was definitely a shock, even as, as a young age. So for me, um, home for me is Athens, Greece. Um, and that is what I call home for myself. International, that's what we call it around here. Come on here. <laughs> so in previous generations where are your family roots from so now this is the thing i really like only know the bare minimum because you know just like any african-american home we tend to do the old tradition of not sharing a lot of stuff like you know health mm -hmm. issues all that kind of stuff but i can say that my dad's family's from alabama my mom's family is from newport news virginia 723 taylor avenue all the way to the deep hey. bottom boom <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah so that part i do know and my mom's side is the church side for sure we come from a kojic you know, family, Pentecostal. My dad just, he, well, he got saved later on, but he's just straight military. He's very strict. No, you know, no problems. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, when were you inspired to develop as a creative healing artist, Kavana Black, and not add to the mindless music so, so prevalent in popular culture today? Well, first of all, I love that the fact you said creative healing, you know, I, I've always, you know, considered myself a bridge. I like building bridges instead of ditches. I like to embrace people um, because I want to do it with all colors. As far as Cabana is concerned, Cabana being shelter, all colors come from black. So I can shelter all colors, Cabana black. So my music is 
and my artistry is all about giving people somewhere to go so they can feel mm-hmm. safe. You know, my dream is always to have an orphanage. I have a deep passion for the homeless um, because we are all one step away from being homeless. You know, we look at homeless people and don't understand, you know, these are not people that are lazy. These are people that just broke, that they couldn't just do it no more. They were just, you know, and I think in times of the pandemic, that sees true. So for me, um, my music didn't really start far as singing until I was in high school, oddly enough. I did my first solo at seven with Miss Price from Macedonia. Come on, children, let's sing for the Lord. And I remember the reaction and I was like, whoa, like that's dope, you know, in my head. But I always want to be a dancer because I love Janet Jackson. Come on here, Rhythm Nation. Amen. Poetic justice. Yeah, Rhythm Nation. Come on, come on. Get it. (laughs) So I just, you know, but when I got to high school, a teacher named Miss Rose, she ended up, giving me a solo. And I remember the, the responses and how people felt good. And then from that point on, I kind of started to go on this slow journey journey towards it. Oh, that okay, is- okay, that's great. Oh my God. Yes, you did. <laughs> so my next question is, how and why did you came up with your name, Cabana Black? Well, like you know, previously before, just because one, I'm a unique, powerful, talented, confident, black, preach. gay man hey. yes. who he is, but it's still a struggle. You know, for me, it's, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, like y'all catching me at a very important time because I feel like the pandemic has made people deal with like, we're not gonna go back to what was. So either you did really good or you're doing really bad or you like me, you're in between trying to make the transition. And for mm-hmm. me, the name always reminds me like you're here to be an example. You're here to bring what I call BLAQ, the black revival. It's Amen. for human beings that just wanna be nice. I'm a good person, like I just, I'm a cornball. I love Mary Poppins. I love the Wiz. I like <laughs> things that are just simple, bowling and movies and just, you know, and I think that we are kind of are in the age where, you know, the young people making this money. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. because they're making this money, it's like they're losing focus of artistry and mystery and creativity. And I think that's where I step in. I give people artistry, I give you creativity, I give you all these things, but I handle my business too. And I think that's the purpose of why Cabana Black exists. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, nice way to put it. I love it, I love your your name is so unique and it's very interesting. And the, the backstory about your name, that's fantastic, love it, love it. So let's talk about your music. In, 2000, in 2020, you released a dope album, Death to Mindless Music. That is quite a title for sure. Please give our Verse TV family a sip of all the tea on what you are communicating with your music overall. Um, Death to Mindless Music, it took four and a half years to make. 
which is wow. <laughs> it took four and a half years to make, and not because I wanted it to. Like it, mm. you know, I ran across, and this is another thing. I'm an indie artist. I'm full time. This is all I do. You know, I was a preschool teacher, a janitor, a cashier, all these things. But you know, after my mom passed, you know, I just made a decision. Do you want to live your life? you know, fighting for your dreams or do you want to live your life fighting for everybody else's dream? And so I took the leap and it's rough, don't get me wrong, but to wake up and still be doing what I'm doing. So when I started creating Death to Mindless Music, at first the album was called, the lead single was called Color Fade because I was kind of honoring my father. My father's from the big Afros. He was part of the civil rights. He's walked with Jesse Jackson. You know, he's been that person. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna honor my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. And he was dealing with four cancers at the time. And he's still dealing with these cancers, but he's such a strong, strong warrior, which is another song up on my album called Warrior. So around the fourth year, that's when the when Instagram and certain things started to come into play. And I just saw this mm -hmm. future Drake, Migos, Cardi, all this stuff started to happen. And I was like, okay, let me, I like to twerk. I like to drop it. I like to have a good time, but there is something missing. And I'm like, why is the Jasmine Sullivan, Sullivan's and the Michelle and Dago Cellos and all these people not really still being relevant. And I realized like there's this kind of clone thing going on. It's the process, like there's a way to make money. You know, you have a certain beat. If you listen to the music, it's the same beat in a real in real time. The baby does it. Come on. We're not gonna speak his name. That was the last time you hear me say his name. That was the last time. No, we don't I speak was that. sorry. <laughs> but um, you in the name of Jesus. Like that's the last time, but all these artists have this formula. So I wanted to give them collard greens and grits and candy yams and cheesecake and strawberry. I wanted you to come to the table like Salon said, or Jill Scott or Erica Badu or D'Angelo and really just kind of eat a meal. Like I make albums, I don't make singles. So mm -hmm. find a single within the album, then it's cool. If you don't, then at least, you know, your album is kind of like, you may not like it right then and there, but then like three weeks later, you may go through something you're like, yo, let me go back to that song. And that song helps you, you know, go through it together. So I don't really look necessarily for commercial success. I look for success, meaning like I produce something that is gonna help people think or smile or whatever. So De Depth of Mindless Music was about taking real music out of the grave, cause it's not dead and putting it back in the streets. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know who is not going to listen to your music and not like it at the first time because, excuse me, I was just introduced to your to your music and I fell in love with the first rift, the first line of your song that, that we're going to talk about right now on the song um, That's Okay from the same album. One of the lyrics explains that it's okay if someone doesn't like you because you look in the mirror and love what you see. It took Aaron Mack quite some time to hold this perspective. One of, of your favorite writers is James Baldwin. Yeah. Wow. What is your process when you develop this? 
actual lyrics for your music? Um, the process for me is I'm a hook person. I believe the hooks are for the people. You know, it's something that you can sing on repeat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. then after I get a hook, then I sit with the story because I feel like, you know, I'm a big Whitney Houston friend. Big Whitney Houston. Amen. And he is. <laughs> hey. And she would always say, you know, you have to pay attention to the lyrics and there needs to be modulation, you know, like it needs to be a whole kind of thing. So when I write a song, I first start with the hook and then I start to think about what the story will be. And what I loved about mm -hmm. That's Okay, That's Okay was for my niece who is at the University of Florida. She's a senior about to graduate studying anthropology. And um, I wanted her to be encouraged, not just like me, but you know, we got some mean people out here, like yeah, some real nasty, nasty people. And sometimes nice people are told to be um, sophisticated and to be um, ladylike, gentlemanlike with their responses. So Humble. sometimes you need to remind people who you are. So that song for me is like, at the end of the day, you can do what you want to do, but it's okay. I like what I am. I like my nose. I like my cheeks. I like my ears. You know, it's, it's me. This is what I'm born with. And I think when people stop disassembling people and, and cutting them up like surgery to fit their thing, then we'll start to have a better world. But until then, you know, that's okay. You don't have to like me. That's okay. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so you are the lead singer of the Fuzz Band. How are the how are the vocals and instrumental product produced and arranged to death to mindless music and other projects of yours? Okay, so I'm the, the male lead in the fuzz band. Then there's two other female leads. And I, we call ourselves the Three Musketeers, you know? And Ooh. one of the singers is like my inside out. And the other one I call my wonder twin. Um, the fuzz band is amazing because it's 11 piece band, 11 pieces. You know, you got wow. guitar, bass, sax, trumpet, keys, um, you know, it's congas. You know, it's a, an amazing situation to um, experience music. And that's another thing. A lot of um, the young people have not experienced music. Like one of my favorite concerts, which is not musical, is Bobby McFerrin. I went to his voice choir concert. And I think being exposed to so much has allowed me to not be so limited. So when I approach music, I approach it just like in the band. We approach it with the idea that mistakes are, are welcomed. Like, because no one's going to know your mistakes once you put it out. But don't be afraid to try new things. Like Stevie Wonder, he said he went into a room. He did come out for a month and he made the keys of life. With, and that was a whole iconic album. So for me, I always want to be that person, one of my favorite moments that I saw on YouTube is Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. He did it his oh, way. Man. Oh man, yes. he was so sexy. Yes. It stayed sexy, you know what I mean? But I love the fearlessness of doing something 
and having respect, but understanding that you have the balls or the gumption and the right to do it. And so, I, you know, I think that we need to get back to um, originality and authentic authenticity and just it's okay. And it's not and it's our and it's really okay not to be number one. Number one is to me when the world decides that you have, mm. but you are already number one, period. That's why I love Prince. Prince was always banging in them heels. Okay. He was always wearing them. He always walked with an attitude like, I ain't number one, but I'm still Prince. Like at the end of the day, I think that whole part of the process of the industry is the world decides when like, oh, okay, we like that. So let's buy, let's about, you know what I'm saying? Boom. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. So that's from me as far as how we approach it. Awesome. That is awesome. I, I just, I just love your answer. That is, that is extremely amazing. And I'm, I'm glad that you compare with different artists is uh, because we can see the, the difference between all of them, but at the same time, we can see how they're following that same path, that same mentality that is amazing thank you so within the realm of your writing artistry and you are also an author your latest book is the flight of the butterfly please give our verse tv family a sip of all the tea on the ex excellent and powerful book and any other book you have in the works for your future release okay well, The Flight of the Butterfly is very special because I feel like that is my favorite animal insect. You know, the caterpillar is who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. you, know, we, you know, the caterpillar, for some reason, it always gets ignored. But it's pretty always, much, well, you know, pretty much. Right. But it's always on its journey. It's always focused. It knows where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. It may get some things that move out its way. It's always brave because when it walks in these streets, it's so slow that somebody might step on it. But because it has the power to transform and look like rock or look like dirt, you overlook it as it's going. And I always think about the climb up the tree. You know, you're climbing up that tree. You're like, I've been on this ground, so why I got to go up here? But by the time it's constantly walking, it probably doesn't even know that it's moving up because it's got a focus. It's got a place that it needs to land. And so for me, once it gets into the cocoon, it's the darkness that we all experience when we finally have accepted who we are and we are ready to go through this like stage of self-reflection and criticism and all the things that make us uncomfortable. And that's where I am right now. When I wrote The Flight of the Butterfly, it wasn't because I actually conquered it. I am in the midst of being in this cocoon because if anybody doesn't know, a butterfly must break out on its own. If it doesn't, it will die. You cannot help it. The blood has to push it out. And when it pushes it out, I always say what you look up to was what you look down to. You know what I'm saying? So for me, the book is very important because it, it tells people like we are all unattractive for some reason in our own eyes. But mm -hmm. if we take the time to go on this journey and get confident and recognize how dope we are and we can bust out of that situation that, helps, that keeps us bound, which is our friendships, 
our family, our own critiques, all this stuff, then we can become, and this is the cover of the book. You know, this painting, beautiful piece. That this is painting is done by Low Scar Creation. And this is what I would look like as a black butterfly. My body would be all black and all the colors would lay on me. So that okay. come on here. Yes, I that's artist. That's art. That's art. That's, I'm an artist. That's all I can help okay, it. That's all we can do. Yes. I love it. I love that's, it. You know, yes. Um things new. Just, I think the only thing I can say new. Mm, should I say it? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I do you don't have to say it, but at least give us a, a, a hint. Give us something about what you're doing new. What, what, okay, I'll say what, this. what are you working on? I'll say this. Go ahead. I have a book coming out. My birthday is on Halloween. Ooh, October 31st. And the book is coming out. And I'll tell everybody, just go to IG okay. and look up Letters of a Drag Queen. That is the biggest tip that I can give. Ah, you guys heard it. We got we got some tea. We got some tea. Yes. Letters of a drag queen. That's drag. on IG. So you guys know you heard it first on Verse TV. Yeah. All right. On all the tea. Let your people know that there's a new project coming out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As a multifaceted artist, you are also an, uh, an art actor, both on stage and on screen. You have a sub substantial role on upcoming on-screen comedy, The Cafe. Is that how you say it? Cafe? Yep, say it. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. What can you tell us about The Cafe? It is um, funny. It is definitely um, it kind of reminds me of Cheers with a twist. Oh, I like Cheers. Come on, yeah. So mind me of Cheers with a twist. And my character, he's sassy. He's uh, <laughs> he's well fed. I think it's well fed. He's sassy. Um, he got stuff to say. But I think it's good. It's a good TV. And I'm, I'm really honored because it's going to be on Roku TV. And then it's going to be on Prime Fire Stick. So... I'm, you know, honored, and they're doing the pilot. I think it drops hopefully in a couple of weeks, and then after that, we'll be filming some more episodes. So it's actually a TV show, show. So I'm excited about that. So it's 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 definitely, you know, you know, acting is man. Mahogany is my favorite movie. Let's just say that. Okay, moment of silence for her. We can't. Yes, because you say mahogany. Wait, come on, come on, Miss Ross. I love Donna Ross. I think she's, you know, just such an inspiration to me because she kind of carries all the things that I love. You know, she was fashion, she was an actress, and she did it, and she was a singer, and she was for the people. When you got around Donna Ross, you just felt like she was talking to you. And that's what I want. You know, as cornball as it sounds, I just want to be able to be the type of artist that I've experienced. You know, I got goosebumps with Michael Jackson, you know, seeing him in concert and Thriller and all that kind of stuff and The Wiz, you know. It's, you know, I, I've been blessed to be around the right generation. I see a couple of artists that get it. Like we know Banaka Juice, as I call her. Beyonce handles her business. She knows how, I call it, that's her, my Banaka Juice. You know what I'm saying? Like she handles, 
You know, she gives you full concert. She gives you, I mean, Black is King. She really gives you artistry and makes you excited about every time she's The concert coming. should be an experience. Mm. It's an experience, what you're okay. getting. That's a quote. That's it. A concert is an experience. <laughs> so what motivates you in, in your acting? Say it again. What motivates you in your acting? Mm. Well, one of my favorite things is the movie theater. That's the one thing that made me sad about the pandemic. That was my mm. escape, you know, to go in a big room with a big screen in a lazy chair with some popcorn mm. and bring in my own little cheddar cheese sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. <laughs> come on, with a little hot sauce, like poetic justice, boom. You know what I mean? Um, look. Yeah. But movies are everything for me, and it's such a great escape. You know, I just watched Cruella last night. Oh. I watched it two nights ago. Yo. Yo. Sorry, and, and now that you mention it, I'm going to right quick say that trash bag outfit and then rolling away in the, in the trash truck with that outfit was great. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The way, first of all, she's an amazing, I love people that can transform, like really become. So acting for me is about being challenged to become something else. So I love when an actor or an actress, when you go in there, you're like, yo, okay, you, you did that. And so watching her, when she came out and finally became Cruella, I was like, oh, okay, all mm -hmm. right. Well, then there. So yeah, so I love acting because it's just, an escape and it allows you to really go somewhere. We all need a break. Sometimes we just need a break from ourselves. Mm. Call it crazy. Know. It's the truth though. Hey, hey, a little bit of an escape. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> so you are also a model. What brought you to modeling? Mahogany. <laughs> 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 Mahogany, man. Yes. The way she looked when she was when they did the um um uh the um uh, what's the, what do they call that an entourage when they show like different clips of her changing into the yeah montage I think it's a montage yeah yeah I you know and I love Grace Jones Grace Jones Ooh. is my favorite um I'm in love with Whoopi Goldberg too I mean there's pictures of Whoopi Goldberg that people don't understand like she was a groundbreaking woman um i love modeling because i don't think modeling is about pretty people let me say that so for everybody that wants to be a model i don't think it's about being cute and fine and pretty and sexy i think that's ig models i think a model is someone that when you look at them baby they just change up on you real quick and you're like yo that's dope and what i enjoy is seeing once again transformation so i like i call myself an androgynous model but my androgyny is reverse you know some guys have the real pretty faces and then they're mm -hmm. a little bit more built i am a nice masculine face but i can bend this body i can twerk and i can conform and i can you know give you different body movements and i think that's really dope and i think modeling just allows another form of expression but i started taking pictures um, with the photographer. His name is Charles Long. He put me in a magazine, like three magazines. And from there, it was kind of like, I got the 
you know, the bug. I was like, oh, okay. And it's nothing like seeing yourself. Like, for me, if you go to Barnes and Nobles or any bookstore, you don't see me. We don't see yeah. us on covers. We don't, we're not, I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about like, let's talk about black men. <laughs> we don't see mm -hmm. black men in general on covers of magazines and, and doing us. So I just wanted to see more of us. You know, I'm not a, a person that's against any other color, but I think the reason why low self-esteem happens in communities is because we don't see ourselves enough. So I hope that makes sense. Hey, Vogue USA, you better call this, ma'am. I'm just saying, just saying. I so what is it? <laughs> hey, preacher twin sixes, just saying. <laughs> what is the best advice that you have ever received? Mm. I'll give you two, because they're very... One is from God. You will see destruction, but you will not be destroyed. Okay. I got that when I was working at a, when I was working as a preschool teacher, I was looking out the window and I heard, you will see destruction, but you will not be destroyed. And that thing has helped me through great tragedies and things and hardships and allowed me to be the Phoenix that I need to be. So that was one from God. And then another one from a person is, you know, you don't have to be a prostitute if you know how to work the street. I said, well, mm -hmm. I was like, well, but you don't have to be a prostitute if you know how to work the street. And that goes, it goes real deep because a lot of times as artists, we do prostitute ourselves because we're just trying to get on, you know, and everybody's like, well, you know, this would be great exposure. You know, there ain't so much exposure that you can get. After a while, you need to eat. You need to get your bills paid. You need to become. And so she just looked at me and she was like, Kavana, you don't have to be a prostitute if you know how to work the street. And I said, okay, boom. Mm -hmm. um, you gotta work these streets, people. You gotta work them right. <laughs> what is the best, what is the, best advice you could share with others? Accept that you're not going to be, oh, okay, I didn't think about it. Accept that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Hey, and oh. and uh, I'm learning that now. You know, I, I, I did something very different. I sent to my enemies and my friends and people that are in between um, surveys, asking them three questions. You know, what is my positive, two positives, what is two negatives, and what do you feel is holding you back? And it was a lot to take on, but you have to always realize as an artist, what scares me most is like, you know, Phyllis Hyman, she committed suicide. Robin Williams, committed suicide. All of that comes from not understanding that success is not being famous. Success is actually meeting goals that you want for yourself. And so you yeah. cannot be everybody's cup of tea. And just like Janet Jackson said, she said, I don't make my albums for my fans. I make it for me first. Then I give it to my fans. Like you have to understand that everything that you're giving 
it's from where you want to go and what you want to be. And it's just not for everybody to love. And when you realize that everyone is not supposed to love you, then you'll actually love yourself more. And that is literally where I am right now because I was, I am a, a, a bad habit. I'm an empath. So I take on people's problems. I try to help everybody. I can people please sometimes. And you can be all these wonderful, bold things, but you can also be all these weak things. And that was the one thing that all these people were sending me back. Like, Kamani, you need to stop helping so many people. You need to look for yourself. And I had to start taking it in. So you, you have to kind of find the balance, which is my favorite word, balance. Okay. So what's next for Mr. Black? Mm. What's next one, for you? One is that book in October. Okay. Two, my new album is done. Oh. It's called Chocolate Freedom. You, you guys are listening to this. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, Yes, give us all yes. that tea. I, I was like, let me give us some more tea. So Chocolate Freedom is the name of the album. It's done. Just trying to figure out when I'm going to present it. But it's a it's it's man. It's a really good album. It wasn't even supposed to be an album, it was supposed to be like an EP. And mm -hmm. 14 songs later, you know, it just yeah. 14 songs. It's an album album. And um um it's coming. Um Definitely, I am working. I just finished directing my first 15 minute film called okay. A Nano Rap, which is Paranoia Backwards. So I'm really excited about that. And hopefully, my biggest one of my big dreams is I'm on to I'm in talks with a company to do a 20 minute short version of the male gay version of Mahogany. Oh, that will be nice. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens. I get to, you know, I'm going to be a bigger success than you'll ever be. <laughs> well, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I can't say if I'm going to be as big as you, but I'm trying to get there. Don't worry. When she said it in that movie. It, oh, yes. She just, I can quote, I can quote that line verbatim, but the movie will be not, of course, called Mahogany, but the theme will wrap around more of the gay community because that's another thing I want to do is for years, I haven't really introduced my side of, for my community because, you know, you try to break the stereotypes in the straight community that you're just mm -hmm. trying to sing and I'm trying to be an artist. And the whole time I realized I was neglecting my community by not saying or speaking. So my goal is, you know, I've, I love gay cinema, but I hate gay cinema because we we are always put in three categories. Either we deaf and dying, we beaten up or battered and abused. You know what I'm saying? Or we got to mm -hmm. be definitely in something interracial because, you know, then it's a love story. You know, and I really am ready to see stories, like real love stories. And, you know, like the wedding planner, we could do one of those. We, we need to see, you know, suspense thrillers and things of that nature. And I think that's another thing we, oh, I don't want to get in trouble, but, mm, but let me say this. From one of my big things is the world 
America makes gay popular from antics. Yeah. You know, they don't make, because 99.9 of the times we're not walking around that anyway. But when we start to, since we have the controlling dollars and we have the controlling votes and everybody wants to use us, we can change narratives and really put out some movies and some pro pro um, production that shows all our colors, not just one or two colors. And I think that's why Pose was so good because it, it allowed us to see the ballroom and all those things. And it allowed us to see a time where, you know, sickness was there, but I don't want to see Pose again. I'm ready to take it. You know, look, look I'm just being, for me, I, 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 I need to be happy. I don't want to see another movie where somebody, mm -mm, I don't want it. Uh, it's like me watching <laughs> slave movies. I stopped watching slave movies 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I'm like not saying that we don't have to fight for our rights and police brutality is not mm -hmm. real, but I'm supposed to get out in these streets and, and fight against that. Like Nina Simone says, art is supposed to reflect the time. So I get out there and I make sure that I get my voice out there. But I don't, I need to see upliftment. And I think that's another reason why the black community suffers is because we don't see enough images that are really us. We only show the images that mm, that side promotes, which is stripper, baller, game banger, you know, the, the stuff that we love. Cause I like a pea valley too. But we more than that. So that is true. That's but why we have to work together not, and get together. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's true. We need to change the, the, the stigma and the perspective of other people's minds because that's not really are. We're not all about those things. <laughs> so, Mr. Kamala Black, who do you think you are? Who does Mr. Black think he is? Jasmine Sullivan said it best. I'm a masterpiece, but I am still in the process of putting those pieces together to master. I believe that, you know, I know what I'm worth, but I'm ready to walk in that thing like Rihanna. Like I like that she is a bad ass girl. Like she do what she gonna do unapologetically and she lives out who she is and the world can jump on it or not. So I think Kavana Black is going to be a soul star for the world that they've needed for a long time to bring back smiles and laughs and love but also to open the bridge now for our community to walk together with the world. Because what people don't realize is our community is still suffering. We're still getting killed, we're still getting beat up, we're still getting disrespected. And we have to continue to put images to show our value in our work. So that's where I'm going. And I hope I do a good job. You know, I'm nervous, but I'll do it. <laughs> Got it. You got it, my brother. You got it. So, Mr. Cabana, we have five general verse TV questions that we ask all our guests. Are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ah, okay. I'm gonna give you a second to sip on your tea. Are you ready now? Yes. Let's go. Okay. 
if you had all the money and power necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would most benefit the LGBT community? Find a way to produce venues for people to be empowered financially, emotionally, and physically. So take the money and to create equity and asset back into human beings, putting back into the earth. I think that's something that I want people to learn. Like you get to give and that's why you keep on getting. That's why I feel like Oprah's still rich because the, the idea of giving is also getting, you know, it's always returning. And I think it's, uh, um, I have great manners because of my mother. My manners and, and how I am with people is what opens my doors before my singing or my gifts do. They'll be like, oh, he was, you know, really good to work with. You know, I think those things are important. So I will take the money to build things in order to enrich people to enrich themselves. Yeah. Investing, investing in our own people. That's what's important. Yeah. That's awesome. So Thomas Mertens once said, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I'm living for in details. Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the things I want to live for. What is your goal in life? What is slowing you from achieving this goal? Fear of failure. Because usually what's holding you back is yourself. And this is like I said of that cocoon that I'm in. I'm about to be going to Atlanta next year just to go. I'm going to go a whole month. I've decided to take the whole month of February and just be there. It is time to step out of comfort into being places where, and that's another thing, you got to be around people that are like you. You know, I, I realize that I'm not around people that are full-time. I'm not around people that are necessarily passionate and hungry about what I'm doing. I'm not around creatives such that want to, you know, I got to get there. And that's for anyone. You, you got to take, take a self inventory of what you're around. And I think, I think fear of failure and being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable should be your second or first favorite word because being uncomfortable pushes you and it motivates you. So I would say that was the issue because I'm working on, I'm working on it now. I'm working on it. Oh, okay. But you didn't answer, what is the goal? The goal is freedom. Like, I just want to be free. Like, freedom is hard. If you don't think so, freedom is a choice, just like being happy is a choice. Amen. So I want to be free. Like, I don't want to have to think in my head, I wonder what they thought about that. I wonder what this is going to, mm -mm. I want to be free. And I think sometimes freedom is being very unapologetic about how you believe things are to be respectfully freedom doesn't mean you're supposed to be rude or you know mean freedom is just not having fear to just be you know 
And that's why I did this interview with y'all because like I said, this is my first interview with my community because I was so like, oh, I don't know what people gonna think. You know, cause I work with a lot of city officials and all this other stuff, but I realized my community, who I am is more important. So that's why I say I'm walking in my truth. Walking in my truth. Now, we're so happy to have you here to, to to introduce you to our community, and I'm so happy to be the first one in our community to in, to really interview you. Yes, I love this. I'm so I'm honored. honored. Great Thank you so are you Thank you so much. So, what is your deepest tea? Something you have never shared on social media. <laughs> my deepest team make it a good one make it a good one I mean like when you say deepest tea like, yeah, <laughs> like, like we know come on my deepest tea okay you have done okay. your I have done a nude shoot that no one knows about. <laughs> that, oh. no one, that no one gonna see, but I've always wanted to see what this body looks like. So I, you know, no one was well now they know, but they ain't gonna see it. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I mean, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, sip it up. I'm not gonna say nothing else. <laughs> that tea is deep. Oh. Okay, let me go to the next question. That made me nervous right there. What are some stumbling blocks that you have on your path? How did you overcome them? I think the main ones are just putting myself first. I literally, you know, if someone says something's wrong, I'm like, well, what's wrong? What do you need? You want me to call you? And then I'll check. It's like I'll become a hospital, a church, instead of just becoming a friend. You know, sometimes you have to keep your lines um, in order. So that has been a stumbling block for me, just learning how to not take on people's problems. Because, you know, like I said, I want people to be happy. You know what I mean? People that I care about, you know, people that I feel are in my circle or my family, I want mm -hmm. them to smile. Even when I'm feeling bad, if I hear a friend going through, it's almost like it gives me a bit of energy to say, oh no, let me make sure you're good. And that's kind of bad because I should make sure I'm good first. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. I can I completely understand. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. So Mr. Gabbana Black, what are some things that you would like to left in your legacy time capsule for your work? I've done a lot of things. I mean, I've opened up for Alicia Keys and Tommy Hilfiger. I've been all over the world, Jill Scott. I have sung for the troops in Dubai. But if I could, in a way, put in a capsule how my fearlessness to do all these things. Because when it comes to art, I'll go there. Fashion acting, dancing, written plays, I've gone there. So I would like in a capsule to show like 
don't be afraid of the no because you are actually the yes. You know, that's one thing I've done. I've always, if I wanted to do it artistically, it got done, period. So I would want that to be shown like, oh, okay, all right. He did, okay, he did, oh, he did, oh, okay. Well, then I can do it too, you know? And do it with no budget and do it with no investors and no close supporters. Everything I've done so far has come out of my pocket. So you just, you know, you can do it. And I've been blessed, like literally blessed. So I got, you know, I would put that there as a legacy. That is awesome. That is awesome. Let's well, Mr. Kamana Black. Can you please tell our viewers and our audience where they can find you, where how can they get your to your music? How can they get to your TV show, your social medias? Please tell us. It's real simple, real easy, one place. Um, it's Instagram at Kamana Black, K-B-A-N-A-B-L-A-Q. That's K-B-A-N-A-B-L-A-Q. I keep it at one spot, and that way you can find anything and everything from the albums, the books, to, to the movies, whatever I'm doing. Follow me. I hope that you enjoy. Encourage me, because a lot of times we don't ask for encouragement. I accept encouragement. I accept people being positive on my feed. So definitely, definitely come into the world of Black. Yes. Well, yes. you heard it right here, Mr. Karana Black. He gave us the opportunity to interview him and introduce you all to his beautiful artistry. I truly appreciate giving us the opportunity for the first time. You have been amazing. I hope this is not the first nor the last. So I hope to see you again on this show sometime soon, telling us more about your work. And hopefully we can see you sometimes around in our cities because we yes. would love to hear you in person and in a big show because a concert is a what? An well, definitely. Thank you so much. This is a wonderful experience. You're an amazing host. It's really great. Thank you so much. Opportunity. I really do. Thank y'all so much. Right. Thank you so much, Mr. Corona Black. And you got it here, guys. And this is the end of the show. I'll see you guys on the Homo's Talk Show. All right? I'll see you guys later. Have a great night. And see you until next time.